Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urison. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest today has been a branding specialist for the past decade. And I guess time flies when you are enjoying yourself. And then today he's the founder and CEO of House of AMZ, which is a marketing and branding agency for Amazon brands. And when he's not working, he likes travel, music, and cooking. And with that, everybody, meet my guest, Mark Casey. Welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So today's discussion that we're going to dig into, I thought that it's not so new anymore because it's been about six months uh, since it was made available, but it's the premium A-plus content about how to use it, what's the best way to utilize it, what is the main function of the premium A plus and, and different ways, different modules. So for our listeners, we want to get into as much as possible so that they can learn some best practices from the branding expert. So with that, let's um, jump in. So first of all, describe for our listeners, what is premium A plus and how does it uh, differ and how you get it and things like that. Definitely. So, I mean, the premium A plus has been around for some time, but now it's available for free. It used to be $250,000. Uh, now it's available for free for all brands and they have just basic requirements of having a brand story, um, having A plus content within the last 12 months and 15 of your ASINs and nothing too crazy, but um, it really is a, is a game changer in my opinion because of a couple of things. They really... Um, took the time and optimized it for mobile and they also optimized it for the desktop. So right now, regular A plus content is you're just kind of seeing the same thing, but kind of, um, you know, resized um, just for everything in total. But um, with premium A plus content, there's one specific version for mobile, one specific version for desktop. Uh, that's a huge difference over there. Uh, the second thing is that you can add a video in A plus content, which is really big. You could even put a product video or you could put like a graphic, like infographic or movie type of uh, thing in, in premium A plus content. There's also different interactive modules that, that people could scroll and see different slides and learn more about it. There's different, um, like you know, uh, clickable things that they can read more about your product. And and the best thing, in my opinion, I mean, uh, all of this sounds good, but one of the, the greatest things is that there's no space in between the A-plus content. So it's a very smooth flow and a much larger real estate space. So right now, the A-plus content is like, you know, the, a rectangle size, um, but with the premium A-plus content, it, it fully maximizes the desktop screen all the way across, and there's no breaks in between. So it's like a very smooth, like, almost like a landing page or website kind of feel. I see. Okay. So I want to get some things clarified because this is the beginning of the premium A plus, so to speak, is how you qualify for it. So you uh, mentioned very briefly, but let's, you know, analyze it a little bit. So 
in order to qualify for premium A+, you must have 15 approved A+, content in the past 12 months with a brand story, right? That's the requirement. Mm -hmm, that's correct. Yes. So that means 15 individual ASINs? Yeah, and I uh, see a lot of people like utilize just like using child ASINs or just using specific ASINs. And even if you just make a little bit of change to it, the system picks it up those within the past 12 months and then you could be approved for that that way. So can you qualify for premium A plus with only one single ASIN? Technically, no, you need 15 ASINs, but a lot of people just make different variations. And even if it's not live, it's still connected and the system picks up that you have 15 and then you just apply it to those as well. And then that's like a little loophole to go, you know, um, that uh, you can get approved for it. Yes. So the language is, you know, the language that they've written. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if they've done it on purpose or not, but Amazon does not actually say 15 unique ACEs. All it says is 15 approved A+, standard A+. So yeah. what you can do with a single ASIN is just clone an existing one that's approved and make some changes and then submit again. So that's now version number two. And then you can just keep going. Don't go doing it all in one day. Uh, so <laughs> I, <laughs> right, I had a client, you know what he did? He scheduled a task uh, in his uh, Outlook calendar to create one every three days. <laughs> So uh, it was it was literally uh, one single ASIN. Now, they did not have uh, just one ASIN in their account, but they had one parent, but they had uh, they were all 10 individual child SKUs, but he only created standard A plus on one of them. And then he just kept submitting every three days. He submitted one. And then after... The, the 15th one, he applied. In fact, I remember uh, him saying to me that he didn't even have to apply. It just came right up that now you, you qualify for premium A+. plus. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So what, what I've also seen is, I'm not 100% sure if it works, but what I have seen is that since there's different uh, languages, right, like for uh, English, Spanish, and whatever, even in the U.S. marketplace, that if you make the changes according to the language, it'll pick up as a change, and then you could do that 15 times across uh, a couple of different ASINs, and then I'll, I'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know that if anybody just sells one single ASIN. They have multiple ASINs, but bottom line, they're not saying that you must have unique A standard A-plus content for 15 different ASINs. You could have with a handful of ASINs, I guess you could just recreate the same one. And then as long as it's approved there, you will have your 15 approved uh, standard A+. Plus. Okay, exactly, cool. Yeah. yeah. So now you briefly described the, the modules. Tell us what gets the best results in your experience. So Give us a, a roadmap to building a winning premium A+. Plus. What, what is the best way to present it? Yeah, so I mean, I, I really like to use that um, that whole real estate space to talk more about your product and a little bit more about your brand. But this is bringing out different features. And I've seen people get really creative with this. 
um, even adding like a frequently asked questions um, section, right, that you can educate your customers about your product, um, even though they weren't thinking about it, or maybe if they had any questions, now you can address that. So using it as a frequently asked questions, um, talking a little bit more about your brand, even a video over there that just describes your product, you know, just you already got them to the bottom of the page, which means that they're pretty invested. So now you want to use that to kind of like seal the deal and explain to them why your product is better than everyone else. Does it interfere or conflict with the, the questions that people ask? Because there's also the questions module, right? That yeah, no, it doesn't interfere because that's a whole separate thing. I'm saying in, in your design, make it frequently asked questions, uh, question and answer as, as an infographic and upload as part of your A plus content, even the regular A plus content, uh, not specifically premium A plus, but since you're, you have a lot more real estate space, I'm saying you can add it there, but it's a great idea just to you can educate your customers and you can explain things to them that you want them to understand about your product. Okay. And uh, also they have the comparison chart, right? So you can create, mm -hmm. so let's cover that. What's the best use of the, Comparison capability. Well, yeah. So I see a lot of people doing um, like cross promoting their products on there, uh, which is a great idea. So if you're selling a vitamin C serum and you want you have a higher hyaluronic acid, or if you want to cross sell your products, a lot of people use it there. Um, or people just even make their own comparison charts, but in a graphic comparing them and their competitor um, to explain the difference. So this this is a this is a bit of a controversial subject, right? So if you are creating marketing materials, uh, you don't want to use your competitor in it. Why would you want to give them exposure? So that's one. Uh, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't have to write out straightforward who it is or or you know what it is, but you can say based on our like like this is us and then the competitor without any names and explain why you're better and why you stand out and why they should purchase from you. Because at the end of the day, if someone has questions, that's the main reason why they're not purchasing from you because they're still confused. They still have questions about something. But if you answer all the questions like, hey, this is why I need the product. This is why it's better. And this is why I should choose this one and not the other ones. Then they're going to purchase your product. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you one thing that we've done with one of my clients. They sell... Uh, floor kits so you can buy their product and with that you can redo your garage floor or your workshop or, or whatever uh, using epoxy so it's an epoxy floor kit yeah. so everybody who sold the, the this kind of product they didn't sell it as a kit they were just selling the the epoxy but you need mm -hmm. other bits and pieces so they created a kit so we wanted to do a comparison chart and everybody else, because they were not selling kits, it's like one third the price. So it's like everybody's cheaper. <laughs> How are you going to compare to anybody else, right? You are the most expensive. So, but we wanted to emphasize the value of, of this. So what we did, we created multiple categories uh, in which we made comparison. And one of them was the square footage, square foot coverage, how much this stuff. Okay. And then we translated that into dollars. How much does it cost you, the consumer, to per square foot to redo your garage floor? And guess yeah. who was the cheapest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. 
So that's a very yeah. brilliant idea because that that's one way that you can show a comparison chart and then explain that to the customer why it's a little more expensive upfront, but long run it's not more expensive. But you know the controversial part was we actually put their product picture, their ASIN, and and ours. Of course, ours was the first one, and then really, we put, yeah, we we went all the way. Like we put the brand. The uh, the picture of the product, the price, everything. It's like you know we we are promoting theirs, so we put everything there. And of course, when you and visually when we created, which by the way was premium A plus. So when we created it, it was all very nice green color, like the cheapest best value with a check mark right next to it. <laughs> best value. And then you have the the other. Of course, we, we put, I believe we put three others. So we were comparing four and all four. Uh, and we put like slightly distorted pictures of the product, like not so good. And uh, <laughs> so it makes it look like cheaper quality. Like, you know, when, when they are running these political ads, you know, the negative ads, they always make look- the angry face. You know? It's like whenever they use, like when, they, when you put your, um, put them in um, like a black and white and then you put yours in color. Just to make you stand out much more. Yeah, yeah. So, and by the way, this this is a an expensive item, like seven hundred dollars a piece. Wow. And you know, conversion rates go down the, according to the price point. Price, but yeah. They they were sure. getting pretty good conversion, pretty good conversion. So it was uh, it was well worth it. So, uh, anyway, so that's the story about the comparison chart. So let's yeah. talk. About the video uh, so how many videos can you post what are the best type of videos and let's let's cover the video part a little bit yeah so i i believe you can there's different modules that you can use and the video module is one of them so you can utilize as you like what i've seen people do is create more of like a like um animated graphic and use it so it kind of blends in well so we had someone who sold like um, a gift set right and the gift set came with like three or four different kitchen items um so what they did was they um made an animated graphic and they kind of highlighted each piece that was in there explained what it is what it was used for and then it moved on so it wasn't so crazy but it was just something that someone like you know they read it you you, you understood exactly what it came with and what it is and I thought it was a very smart idea. And then there's other people who use that space as more of a how-to, um, you know, a how-to more instructional video, um, you know, to explain about the product and how it's used and you can answer people's questions there. And then just even a lifestyle video, just showing how, how it's, um, again, how it's used and just all the products and features. So really you can utilize it any way you like, but what I, found, what I saw was that doing it with the kit um, it was a great idea and, and many people liked it. Mm-hmm. And... <clears throat> As far as the length of the video, how long is is a good length? I think 30 seconds maximum because you have to catch a person's attention within the first three to five seconds or else they're not going to watch the rest. Um, Unless it's a really expensive product that you need to expend a little bit more, then you you could do it longer. But it doesn't always make sense to do a long video. Uh, No one's going to watch it and it doesn't make sense. I think... Um, 30 seconds is a good speed spot to explain the product, explain what it does, and you know, someone could just understand it from there. Yeah. And also, because you already have the, the image stack, you have the videos you can upload. So the, the premium A plus content video, should it be 
different than the ones you already upload or can you use the same? You could obviously use the same, but I think if you make it different, it's nice because you, you have more real estate. So it doesn't always make sense to do the same. That's why I really like the idea of doing the, the animated video, the infographic type of video, because if you put on your, on your listing, it's not going to make sense. But since it flows very well, you have the design and then you have a video that's just informational. So it's going to look very nice altogether. Okay, so use a different video than you have with the with the, with the item. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they are giving you space, right? So you may as well... Yeah, use... you might as well just use it. Yeah, exactly. Even though people like to... I mean, you know, they say that you have to repeat the message seven times before somebody sees. So it <laughs> yeah. may serve a different purpose. How about if you have like kits or sets again sets would also apply yeah, unboxing videos yeah that's a great idea to do some kind of unboxing so again that's the reason why UGC is very successful is because whenever someone sees this more of an organic style video where you're not selling anything to anyone someone just giving their honest review they connect to the person who's speaking and they're much more likely to uh, purchase the product just because they don't feel like they're being sold to okay so there is something that I want to understand. This is not necessarily just the premium A plus part, but when you upload videos, as you know, if you have multiple images, you have them as a stack on the left-hand side. So you can either, of course, they behave a little bit different depending on the category, but as you mouse over it, the picture changes. If you click on one and it stays, and then right underneath at the bottom, you have the video icon, which is for the video. When you sure. click that video icon, at least it used to be that way, and it may still be on some categories, but it would start showing you the video, but on the right-hand side of the video window, you would have the other videos listed, and you could simply click yeah. And watch. That's no longer the case. I haven't seen that because I maybe I didn't pay attention to it. But the last time I saw that, there were a couple of videos that you can kind of choose from. Um, and yeah, I mean, like a thumbnail. And then you can see a review video. And you can see like um, the other related videos that people posted on this product. Well, what I'm finding is <clears throat> it, the, the video icon is still there for you to watch the video. But when you click on it, it doesn't show anything else inside the video window. Instead, it's right underneath the A plus page. You have all the videos listed one next to the other. And, yeah. and it's as if somebody else uploaded the video. And in fact, right underneath the video, uh, that row, it says upload video. So it almost looks like it was uploaded by somebody else. By, by anyone, exactly. Um, that's interesting. Hmm. I think that's something that's newer, like something small that they just upload. Because I know that, like, in, in, like for example, an Amazon influencer um, who purchased the product, for, they have special access. They're the ones who can um, upload wherever it says related videos or upload your own video. I think that's only could be done through like someone who's approved by Amazon. I don't think like everyone could just do it on their own. Well, uh, my understanding is this may be fairly recent, but they are now letting anybody upload videos. So you could, in fact, 
go to your competition's listing <laughs> and upload video because they are encouraging user-generated content. And of course, video is the most popular. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a little tricky. I'm not sure how I would suggest to do that, but I'm sure people who don't want to play it safe or just want to kind of be a little annoying probably have done that, have put on you know their video on their competitions page and whatnot, um, and even as UGC. But even before that, I've always seen Amazon just organically do it. Like you see videos about other products that are not related on, on that video itself, which is interesting. So um, yeah, I think if, if people could use it in the wrong way, but the, what I've understood is that uh, mainly a lot of people who are Amazon, like approved by Amazon, like influencers or whatnot, they had a special like um like an upload that they they're able to um, upload even if they didn't purchase the product directly they can upload their video on the related video tab yeah yeah okay so let's talk a little bit about linking the premium a plus to your storefront and uh, tell us a little bit about how you utilize that you know what is the best way to get the most out of it? Yeah, sure. So I, I always say I think storefronts are really underrated and, and very underestimated the power of it. Um, if you've even checked your metrics, you can see a lot of people visit it because they want to see what else you sell. And it's very like people just like put up a cute little banner and don't really um, don't really like put so much effort into it. But I feel like it's something that's very underestimated and that has a lot of power. Um, for example, what, what we like to do is when we design storefronts, we treat it like a mini website, meaning we actually put a lot of efforts into UX and UI, you know, literally making like a website with different uh, pages for navigation, making a sale banner, talking a little bit about the brand, um, talking a little bit about like the, um, the other products, so many different things like that. So not just putting up a cute banner, but really making it feel when someone clicked on it, they're on a new website. And that helps with so much with conversions or, or even cross-selling different products that you have because people wouldn't even know, right? So let's say you're selling um, anything in the beauty line, right? And then they see other products, they're already purchasing from you. So there's some kind of trust that they have. So they might as well just go and purchase another product. So having the storefront, there's so much, there's so much power behind it that people don't understand. And people just put up a banner or two just to make it look cute and nice. But if you really sit there and actually invest into it, it's really, really powerful what could be done. And what are ways to get to the storefront? Because usually people are doing keyword search. And then once they find the product that they like, they click on the search results, they go to the product detail page, and they are seeing the information. So for our listeners' benefit, tell us ways that Amazon shoppers can get to the storefront. Well, there's a couple of different ways and even through advertisements, like even display ads, like you can, um, they could click on the ad and say, it'll go straight to the storefront or even when someone's on the product detail page, they can click on visit the storefront there. Um, there's many different places that Amazon, Amazon gives you the opportunity to just go and, and, and go straight to the storefront or even through ads like outside traffic or Google ads. Um, I know that you can do Google ads straight to your storefront and then people can visit it there. So that's actually a really powerful way. If, if you go and you target good keywords on Google that are related to your product itself um, and they go straight to your storefront, it's like you drove them already, you know, to your website and it's already, it's fulfilled by Amazon. So it already has that level of trust. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that, uh, was advocated a few times um, with different guests, but one of them especially had an interesting strategy about using the the combination of 
the brand story with the storefront. So what he did was, first of all, when you build your brand story, you have the option to add a link to the storefront. So that means yeah. that when somebody is looking at your A-plus pages, then in part of your A-plus content has a visual that says click to go to the storefront. So sure. that's much, much more dominant than, you know, the link right at the top, uh, which is just a hyperlink. So, uh, and of course, people scroll down. You know, that's the biggest habit that I, like one of my pet peeves. <laughs> people land on a page and they immediately scroll down. So I always ask, you know, have you read everything at the top? <laughs> because they're conditioned to just scroll down. So but when Definitely you have, have Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it, it is, right? So no, I always to... make the joke that like, yeah, no, it's like you're tar you have to keep in mind that people are just very ADHD with these things. And like, I always say like, if you feel like your customers are actually sitting there and reading your description or even yell on your bullet points, they're not, you know, they just look at images and they see what's, what looks nice. That's how they learn about the product and they just scroll down to see the reviews and everything else. So have you be able to capture and grab their attention way before that. Yeah. I mean, when I work with, different sellers, you know, usually I work one-on-one -on -one and, and they, they usually give me someone fairly young, like a few years experience and then they are aggressive and they want to do things. And of course they are used to scrolling. So as we start working, I always tell them, I do two things, nothing to do with Amazon. I first teach them how to use a password tool, password management tool, and there's no writing, no text files, no Excel files. We don't do anything like that. We have password management. And the second thing is how to view content on a web page <laughs> because they immediately scroll right down, scroll right down. And those two things are always the first things. So, okay. So now that they are able to scroll down and still see that, storefront is, is available linking the storefront to the brand story is key so that's the the strategic move there but in addition sure. what this seller did they picked their top selling item you know they analyzed the numbers and they knew what the top seller item and they designed their storefront in a way that looked like an upsell to that top selling item. So <laughs> it was a no brainer. So of course, a lot of people were landing on the storefront. And since they were looking at the top selling item, a majority of them, it was relevant information that they were seeing. And then of course, with the coupon codes and things like that, they would really get good traction on upselling this other item. So, it's a great idea, yeah. Yeah. So do you have any special, you know, situations where you had this kind of similar examples you can share with us? Yeah. So this is totally like out of the box and very different than what we've been discussing, but similar idea to what you said. Um, there's a specific widget or module um, that's called the newer version available. It's actually available to all sellers, but people don't know. So I'm sure many people have seen on their listings, um, like right under the price uh, and right near the bullet points, it says newer version available. Um, and people don't know that you can really just <clears throat> make a case with Amazon and ask them to do it for you. 
Um, so which is crazy and which is really game changing. So if you're launching a new product that's similar to the other one or let's say your top selling product, what we've used it as is more of an upsell also. So we had a, a customer who sells supplements with a 30-day supply. We did a newer version available to a 60-day supply. So when he's already ranking really nicely um, all the main keywords for the 30-day supply, adding we added a newer version available for a 60-day and many people were clicking on there thinking, first of all, it's just your subconscious mind wants something that's newer. You always want to just get like, oh, oh what is that? I FOMO. So they go to click there and then they see that, hey, I could get a 60 day because I'm using this anyways and it's a cheaper price, et cetera. So you're driving a whole bunch of beautiful, pure traffic to the other listing. The other listing picks up and rank in, in, in keywords and everything. And you're getting sessions and you're getting sales from it. Worst some source if they don't want to buy your 60 count, they're going to go back and buy your 30 count. So it's a huge win-win over there. Um, and this is totally like doable just by some people even have it in their back end of Seller Central where you go through, I think, your brand registry and you open up um, a case to make uh, ACE and A to ACE and B, you know, a new model available. And it works, you know, obviously it has to just make sense. It's not like totally different, but it, it's one of the most underrated and powerful things that we've discovered. Oh, so that's interesting. That's a very helpful tip. So you have to go to brand registry support and provide the, the, the two ASINs, one being the old, the other being the new, and simply ask them to add the new version available badge. Is that the case? That's correct, yeah. Wow, that's a great tip, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure those listening, you know, go ahead, do this. If not, create another product, for God's sake. It's not... <laughs> you know, it doesn't take much. You can just make a little change and add a UPC and uh, make it a little bit higher price because it's newer, newer version, right? It's all marketing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So great tip. I have a question for my listeners. Are you experiencing cash flow challenges with your Amazon business? Well, silly question. Who is not, right? So let me introduce you to Viably a unique solution tailored for Amazon sellers and e-commerce enterprises. By connecting your Seller Central or Shopify account, you can promptly access funding along with a variety of financial tools, all for a flat fee. It's as simple as that. And for my listeners, they are offering an extra $1,500 in funding for eligible applications. Start your quick and easy application today at runviably.com forward slash legends. And that's runviably.com forward slash legends. Okay, so on A+, so we covered the comparison chart, we covered the video. Yeah, and then there is that, um, those funky things that, that you can do a mouse over and carousel and things like that. So what are the best use cases for those? So where do you use them? Uh, so quick points, quick details that you just want to say. It's like easy to clean and like, you know, recyclable or something like that. Small points where you can, they could just hover over and, and just understand, you know, different features about it. And I think that's great. Um, and it's just more about talking about your product and just showing different use cases, things that you want to either stress or point out and just bring it out more, or you just want to kind of freshen up and just bring new ideas to the table that you didn't mention in your listing images. So you know what I want to ask you, if you tried anything, again, not, I'm not sure if this is available as part of Premium A+, but 3D imaging. 
Mm-hmm. Have you 3D imaging? Sure, yeah. So tell us about that. Um, how do you submit a 3D image and what's the best way to, to use it? Oh, you're talking about like the 360? Well, which specific 3D image? You, you know, when you're submitting the images, there is a tab that says 3D. See how it looks in your room? Yes. So is that how it looks in your room or is it the 360? So the two separate things. The 360 is basically you need like, I forgot how many shots, like there's specific requirements and you give to your photographer and they take shots of every single different angle and then you upload it and then Amazon puts that feature for you and they could, you know, turn around and they could see the product 360. The other one, and to see it in your room, I don't have so much experience with that, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I do believe you have to give it like a CAD file, like a actual 3D render of the actual product itself. And then Amazon does that. But I'm not too familiar with that, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know about that feature with how it looks in your room, but the 3D, the typical 3D. So it's an expensive thing to do, right? So the 3D images are not cheap to get it done by a, a graphic person, but they are well worth it because you, you create the image once, now you can repurpose it over and over and over, different angles, different... So there are many ways to get value out of that 3D image that you pay for once. Very well said, yes. Um, it saves you from doing different photo shoots. And now with like AI and everything like that, you can really get very creative with it. But um, doing a rendering could save you a lot of money through doing yeah different photo shoots or just trying to get different angles that you need and without having to do it again. Um, I, I view it as very powerful. Okay. So let's now talk a little bit about indexing. So what parts of the Premium A Plus get indexed i don't think there's a set like way about going because it's very controversial i spoke about this like two three years ago and there's no set answer i would say what i've seen in the past is if you put crawlable text like actual text in the in the module that's picked up by the algorithm um and you get indexed for uh some people say just by putting on the image um you know you get indexed for it i i don't think there's like a set answer for everything to be honest with you so what I heard, you know, th- these things are not like Amazon terms of service. Even then, it's not clear. And there's nothing about this. But what I've heard is, first of all, yeah, if you make up your premium A+, or standard A+, as a picture with text in it, there is no way of indexing it because that's a picture, right? So exactly, that's, yeah. a, that's a no-brainer. Except that you can use alt tags for those images and and alt tags get indexed yeah for all the pictures so that one is an easier one but the modules that have text boxes if you use real text then i've heard both sides i've heard premium or standard a plus they don't get indexed but Tell you who indexes them, Google. Google, I was about to say. Yeah, that I've heard. I heard that Google does index them, which is interesting. Yeah. So I also heard that, no, no. If it's text, Amazon will index premium A+. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. So I guess you can test. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the only thing you do is test, but there's still no solid proof 
or I would say a case study that you can tell you a hundred percent that like it is what it is, you know? Yeah. I guess you could you could have one real weird keyword you could put only in your premium A plus or A plus yeah. text. That's a good yes, yeah, a smart way to test it out. And then you can see because it will it it will index very quickly. And then you can go and check, see if it uh, comes up. Yeah, that's a very interesting idea to, to try out. Yeah. So, okay. Let's talk a little bit also about numbers. So in your experience, give us scenarios where a product listing without A+, with standard A+, and with premium A plus, how do they compare? That's also, I feel it's like a little too new to have an exact stat for it because it is a little bit newer, but what we've seen just on a basic service level is that we've seen that premium does convert better just because it is optimized to work better. It's optimized to fill up a whole screen. It's optimized like, you know, to, there's so many different things that add on, onto it. So when clients ask me, is it worth to invest in? I think so. I really do think so because even if just you get 10% more an increase in sales just by being you know the customer understanding your product better or you were able to utilize a different module that you weren't able to on the regular A plus content, that already pays off for itself. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there is a difference, right? If you have no A plus versus A plus, you will get yeah. better conversion. So that's the ultimate for sure. So for my listeners, I'll say just one thing. Whatever changes, whether it's A plus or the picture or adding video, doesn't matter what, what you're doing to your product page. Make and open up an Excel file, call it listing events, and then put the date and then note the event. Whatever you've done, right? Mark, you, you have to keep track of this. And then right next to it, just go capture the metrics. What was your conversion rate? And if you are doing this for the main picture, then also look at your click-through rate because your main picture will increase your click-through if it's a better one. And then, of course, everything on your product page will make an impact on the conversion. So you can see it for yourself after adding the A+, whether or not it's making a difference. And in your experience, there is clear difference between having a plus or not, right? Yeah, definitely. Even just not put premium aside, even just having regular A plus content definitely does help with conversions. Um, it's it's a it's a stop within a pattern. Meaning, whenever they're scrolling down, there's so many ads and there's so many words and there's so many things that are just going on. When they scroll and they see a nice graphic in the, in the place, they'll stop, they'll read it, and then they'll move on. So at least you know you're able to um, to like capture some or and grasp someone's attention and then be able to explain more about your product. And also in mobile, I believe the bullets appear after the A plus, right? Yeah, it's so interesting. I've seen it like both ways. Um, either through the app or through the mobile website, that sometimes it's only on the bottom, or sometimes you have to just press about the product and then you learn more. But it's not displayed there automatically, which is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, A plus definitely Amazon is putting premium on it, and uh, so. The, the kind of difference it makes to go for premium A plus versus standard A plus 
first of all, is there a difference? Is there such a such a such a lift that makes it worthwhile instead of going with standard versus premium? So again, I, I, it's too early to know if it's like a huge change, but if it's like a, especially if you have a high price item for sure, but if it's like a little debate for you, I think it is definitely worth it. What we've seen is because again, you're able to just fill up more space. It's more optimized for the algorithm, for mobile, for desktop, and you're able to do so, just so much more with it. So it, people have begged to be approved for it. You know what I mean? So if you're approved, then 100% go for it. If you're not approved in the regular A-plus content, you can still be very creative and have something very nice displayed there. Yeah, yeah. So the other thing that, that I've heard about the premium A-plus is don't go using all the modules. So keep it keep it like concise. Don't like shower. Clean. So what is yeah, your... Yeah, I, I say right off the bat, just to keep it clean and just to, for someone to understand what's going on. You can use different modules, you can use different things, but keep it clean. Let someone understand right away what your product is. Don't make it just so busy that they're like, what am I even looking at? That's very important to keep it just clean, uh, informational, and, and that's it, you, and interactive. And the other thing that I always tell my, my clients when we're doing that we like either writing copy or making images promotional of course they always use these uh, fancy words like the best the most successful and i tell them this when you're writing your product detail page do not use adjectives stick to the facts so what do you think about that approach that's very interesting. I, I think you're you're trying to say like don't put so much fluff. Just be straight to the point. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, look, they are looking at your product page. Now think about it yourself. So if somebody says to you, "This is the best water bottle," versus this water bottle is uh, is is made for people with uh, who wear glasses regularly. I don't know. It's fact based versus saying best and the most and so no definitely because i feel like best and most and everything is just overused and just like yours is obviously not the best like people understand and know that but if you say this product is you know maybe the best for a b and c meaning if you just do less fluff and just get straight to the point and just make you know more statements and more facts people i, I feel like un enjoy that or, or relate to it much better than just saying the best water bottle in the world, because obviously you're not the best water bottle in the world, you know? Yeah. Like, for example, the strongest material, okay? Instead of saying strongest material, uh, why not say test it for whatever? Yeah, that's a much better approach. It's a fact-based uh, statement where I, I, I tell them, look, you know, you're selling, they're buying, right? You want their money. The, right now, the money is in their pocket. And it's comfortably sitting there. Now you want to put your hand in there and take it. In order for somebody to hand over their money to you, first they have to feel comfortable. They have to trust. And they have to feel like they're getting value. By pumping yourself up, what kind of trust and credibility are you building, right? Yeah. So That's true. That's my thinking. I mean, I, I, I'm one of those people, the best way to sell is not to sell. So, yeah. 
Well, that's our thing. I mean, I know I'm jumping back and forth, but with UGC, that's the whole idea behind it. Why it's so smart is because you're selling without selling. You're explaining to the person, you know, about the product, just very raw and organic, and you're not pushing them to actually purchase the product. But when people feel like you lowered the guard and you're not pushing them, then they're going to want to buy it organically without you having to push them. So same idea here. Yeah, yeah. So just emphasize the pain points and address the issue with your product and state the facts about how it can help solve a problem. And then, you know, if you've done a good job and your price is competitive and you have good reviews, you're going to make the sale, right? At the end of the day. And that's where A plus comes in. All right, cool. Great conversation, Mark. So yeah, uh, of course. We've come to uh, the my favorite part of the show, where we get to find out about who Mark Casey is. I'm interested in not your bio, education, and work, and what companies, but I'm always interested in the entrepreneurial journey you had, which is something that started very early age, you know, childhood. Yeah. So tell us, where did you grow up? Share with us some of your early experiences. Yeah, sure. I mean, so I I am a New York guy. I grew up in Long Island. Um, Honestly, ever since I was a kid, I was always a hustler. Even when I was like 13 years old, I'd go to restaurants and I would even offer them to design their whole menu for free. And obviously, which restaurants is going to say no, uh, you know, to do that. So I designed their whole menu for free and I came back and I would ask them, okay, now that you have it designed, where are you going to get it printed? And they're like, oh, you're right. So I was like, you know what, let me print it for you. And then I would make my money off the printing. And then and it, that just kind of grew and grew and grew because other people were talking about it. And, and this person knew that person, this owner and that. So then my name kind of even get out there and as this little 13-year-old kid, you know, like uh, my name got out and I was doing all this design and everything. And I, I, I always was just so involved with something of business and just like being hustling. And even though I was just so young, I, it was always just part of me. So that's something very funny that, from so young, I was able to kind of have a good grasp on. I want to know why you felt that you wanted to hustle. And second, why designing restaurant menus? I mean, where did you get that idea? Exactly. See, something is so random. Well, I'm a very creative guy, I would say. That's like who I am. So I don't know, whenever I was there, I was like, my mind just started thinking out of the box and just different ideas and what I can do. So I was like, you know what, if I, if this was mine, I would make it that way. And I, and I was just, I was like, you know, let me ask. So I asked the guy, I was like, you know, you should change it. And the guy didn't want it. It was like one of these old fashioned restaurants and he didn't want to invest money into it, you know, and if anything. And the idea is like, I'm not going to pay for it. But if, if I offered it, of course, you'll take it. So it honestly started kind of an accident where I'm like, I'll just do this for fun. You know, why not? Um, I ended up doing it for fun. And then, and then the printing thing came along and, yeah, it was totally by accident. It was really just like for fun. There was no thought or anything like, you know, so deep behind it why I specifically wanted to go into doing that. So how old were you when the first time you did this? 13, no jokes. Like I, I really was sitting behind the computer and like, you know, doing things. I had my dad like drive me around everywhere and go to different places and literally go to the printing store and print it out and then come and, and give it back to them and, and yeah, <laughs> some people didn't take me seriously, but the ones who did were very happy. So your gig was, I'm going to design your restaurant menu for free, and you give me the printing job. Is that Was that the case? Exactly, yeah. 
And the reason why you developed that pitch was because you had this old man who refused to pay for anything, <laughs> but he was fine to pay for printing if he liked the design, right? Yeah, I mean, he didn't even think about it. It just wasn't even in his thoughts of of him even wanting to spend the money. So only afterwards when I came and I showed her, and he's like, it's so nice. I'm like, okay, now where are you going to go print it? And he's like, you're right. I didn't think about that. So then he wanted to go invest money. And also he feel like, okay, I just, this 13-year-old kid, like, works so hard. Like, you know, you want to pay him something. <laughs> so how long did you do that? Maybe four, four years, three, four years in the summers or in between breaks and whatever. I did that. Um, and then I started making it more official, like whenever I was in school and I went and I got a degree in marketing and branding. Um, then I just kind of made it more serious. Fast forward a couple of years, uh, I ended up, you know, being, um, so I always did marketing and branding. I made that my real official thing. And then I got hired to work on their beauty brand to help them with their Amazon when, when Amazon was new. And I had zero experience in Amazon when I started. And I, the only thing I knew about Amazon where I ordered products from, but nothing about the seller side. So he kind of trained me in and just really just threw me in and just like, okay, figure it out. So I combined my marketing, and my branding ideas uh, together with his, you know, kind of training, quote unquote, with Amazon. And I built up their whole Amazon then. Now they're in like, you know, in CVS, Target, Walmart, and in big box stores, just because they started out very strong on Amazon. So, and then after that, so I'm, I'm still very good friends with him, even till this day. But um, so from there, I, a lot of people were asking, hey, whatever you're doing for them, come do for me also. And I got many offers. So that, that's kind of the aha moment to open up our agency, House of AMZ, um, where that's what we do. You know, we take all the experience and knowledge of what we know about marketing and branding and combine that with our Amazon knowledge and we, we create beautiful listings. Yeah. So it what I find interesting is really you were branding the guy with his menu, with your mm -hmm. design. And that's what yeah. you're doing now. And And the most interesting part to me is the reason why you got that idea in the first place was you didn't like his menu. You thought you thought that it could be better, right? As a thirteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. kid. Yeah. So that was the the attraction. It's not like you know you had an idea. Oh, I think I can design menus. It's like you didn't like the guy's menu, and therefore, you know, you decided to make it better which then led you to now have a branding agency. So what I'm thinking is if you could travel back in time and then change <laughs> the circumstances, uh, if the guy had a really good looking menu, then you would have had no career. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very funny way to think about it. <laughs> so did you have interest in anything else or it was just design? Um, I'm just business. I mean, that's what I did for fun. You know, just anything business related. And then it just happened to be that since I was very creative, I just went into design. Yeah, I think the deal you made with the guy about, you know, okay, fine, I'll do it for free. But then, uh, you know, I'll make money on printing. That's the real genius of it. Obviously, you put your talent to uh, to to use. But yeah. just that talent, if you got an artist off the street who just like designing, but he didn't have that quick thinking, you know, he would just make the design and give it to him and move on, right? That's correct. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, yeah.
Well, that's a great conversation. So, Mark, so tell us, uh, how can people reach you, share your contact information with us? Yeah, of course. So I'm I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, and, and you know, everyone's more than welcome to connect with us there. Um, and then through our website, houseofamz.com. We, we speak to tons and tons of sellers every single day, and I love connecting and hearing people's story and seeing their product and just being involved. Like I said, I have a very creative mind. So even just going through different products is always fun for me. Yeah. And um, what is an ideal customer for you? Are they uh, new brands, Amazon-only brands, or established brands, large companies, small? What is your typical yeah, so we have a big mix, and that's why we kind of stand out is because we cater towards all different types of sellers. Uh, you know, anyone who's doing eight or nine figures on Amazon or even starting out, they still get the same great quality service of what we do. Is because we built the strategy, we built the system, we know how to target and what to bring out of each listing. So it's not like we're guessing, there's no guesswork. It's we know in each category what works and what doesn't, and then we implement that whenever we're working on a listing. So if you're bringing something new, you're a newer seller, um, or if you're a large and more established brand, even if I tell you some of the brands that we work with, like even you would never believe it. Even I didn't believe it. It's just because they have their team and they always want a fresh outlook to see on how else that they can optimize on Amazon. So we've helped people of all different sizes um, because we have a proven way that works. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, if you're dealing with smaller companies, it's important to be able to speak their language because, you know, large companies have a whole different way of doing business. Small yeah. is a whole different. So, and, and I say, if you can convince a stubborn old man, you know, <laughs> to change his menu and pay for it without charging him for it, yeah, I say you would be very good at uh, this job. <laughs> so very much uh, appreciated. Yeah. So um, and uh, people can reach you on LinkedIn and and what's the the website address for your company? Houseofamz.com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you and uh, thank you for being here, Mark. Yeah, of course. Thank you. It was a real pleasure. Before I go, a quick reminder to say goodbye to your cash flow problems and claim your extra $1,500 when you qualify for $25,000 or more in funding. Go to www.runviably.com forward slash legends and start your application today. Thank you. And this brings us to the end of another episode and I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode and share it with someone you think would benefit from it too.